Take a break from your busy schedule and join Harold Sala for Guidelines for Living. It is now a well-established fact. How you get along with your mate can either keep you healthy or kill you. And I'm not suggesting that your mate kills you either. It's how you get along with each other that can drive your blood pressure over the top, producing hypertension, and yes, eventually, a heart attack. A three-year study done by the University of Toronto Medical School tracked 103 couples, each one of whom had at least one party who had hypertension. And what did they find at the end of the study? Well, they divided the couples into the happily married group or the not-so-happily married group, ones who argued and fought a lot. At the end of the three-year study, those who were happily married were spending more time with each other and were healthier, while those who were not so blessed had seen their blood pressure go up by an average of six points and were spending less time together. It's also a fact that couples who are happily married live longer, have fewer heart attacks, and are better adjusted than the not-so-happily married ones. While doctors can't write a prescription for a happy marriage, there is one, however. You'll find it in the pages of God's textbook on marriage, the Bible. When you follow the simple principles it lays down, treating the other as you would like to be treated yourself, don't sleep on conflict, be quick to forgive, slow to anger, slow to rebuke, it's amazing how much less stress you have. An article entitled, Heartaches Can Cause Real Heart Attacks, Psychiatrist Van Buren Ohamet contends that when there is anger or hostility in a relationship, every time you think of that person, your body reacts with anger, fear, or anxiety. He's demonstrated that even talking about these sources of conflict, when a person is taking an EKG that records how your heart is doing, will cause the needle to hit new highs, reflecting the stress your body is taking, and stress is a killer. Wolf says your heart is most vulnerable to stress, but he says it also affects every organic part of your body, a not very pleasant thought. So, okay, how do you deal with emotional stress? You can medicate it. A lot of people do just that. Better living through pharmacology. But drugging it doesn't remove the problem. They can operate on it, you know, open-heart surgery, angioplasty, or other procedures that are wonderful when they're needed, but needless if you can change the way you think and live and subsequently eliminate the problem. You can attempt to separate yourself from the conflict which causes stress. A lot of people do that. They run, they divorce, they escape, but they cannot shake the stress because the person is still there. And hating the person is like taking poison yourself and then expecting the other person to die. There is a better way. Releasing the hatred and anger. Forgiving the offending person. Refusing to practice an eye for an eye, which leaves you both blinded and wounded. At Gloucester Cathedral in England, there is a cloister garden. And in this lovely spot is an old sundial with a message we need today. It reads, Give God thy heart, thy service, and thy gold. The day wears on, and the time is waxing old. It's still true. While you cannot go back, you can't retract angry words, you can forgive and go forward. And to go forward, you have to rid yourself of the baggage of the past, which slowly kills you. 
As Winston Churchill put it, as long as the present is at war with the past, there's no hope for the future. You've just heard Guidelines for Living. Visit givetoguidelines.org and become a partner in sharing hope and encouragement in Christ with others around the world. That's givetoguidelines.org. Thanks for listening and join us again for Guidelines for Living.